Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 62.0, your weekly source for news views and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kaparia coming to you on yet another news week, on a yet another feisty week of, uh, uh, and I use the word feisty because of the various movements we've seen, various discussions we've seen, and we'll be talking about those um, through the course of this podcast. Together with me are Sonandava Shisht and Pramod Kumar Buravalli. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Adit? Thanks, Adit. Pretty good. Just ready for the weekend. It's just starting. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Uh, uh, we'll, without further ado, we'll get into the discussion. So, you know, before we go into um, the NIT Srinagar thing, which has been making news, there is the uh, park policy or the lack thereof <laughs> from Indian side. No, I was saying that what happens when Pakistan suspends peace process? They send more terrorists than usual? What do they do? <laughs> Nahin, that's like that argument that Daud Ibrahim will not leave. So it's like that. That peace policy. Uske baad band karo. I know. What a joke. But anyway, subcontinent no, but is a fun the, place. Modi doesn't need to have... See, this, this is where the stereotypical foreign service templates... Uh, yeah, which have, we always say that... I've always said yeah, ki, to keep foreign policy busy. Pakistan desk, China desk, Western Europe desk. Isme, I think Narendra Modi's biggest contribution in these two years he has been uh, in power... Just to keep has everyone been busy? To completely keep everybody busy doing nothing. Because... Mm. India's involvement in the world has always been limited to some sub-regional issues. Now he is really putting them to serious work, mm. you know, engaging them into dialogues post-commerce. Mm. When we were talking to a gentleman last week, there are several companies that are signing MOUs and there is no follow-up that happens after that <coughs> with state government, central government and all that. So he is involving the Ministry of External Affairs to be a follow-up agency and to also help get those MOUs in motion. So this is a paradigm shift in foreign policy per se. India is being taken very seriously because when you are only Pakistan centric and you keep talking about Pakistan to the world, the world thinks you are desperate. But here is my point. I thought that had changed and we have said this uh, many times on this podcast also that um, Narendra Modi has been able to A de-hyphenate India and Pakistan when it comes to West and when I say West I mean America and he has also been able to engage with a lot many different countries on his own level um, uh, policy his foreign policy is definitely more than Pakistan we cannot deny that Bangladesh he has reached out to Bangladesh Nepal he tried to reaching out to that has not been completely a huge success and that is something that um, he will have to take a blame for Nepal is a long term Mm. thing then um, Saudi Arabia and you know overall the West Asia and everything he has reached out and not to speak about Europe and everything Mm. but overall in our neighborhood he has reached out to everyone and I think this is for the first time after probably Indira Gandhi or so so I don't think this was, I really don't blame Narendra Modi for what happened. No, but you also had the spectacle or the phenomenon where, you know, we only discussed that the park policy was being formulated via DC. Is there very Which is ma- what, which is yeah, what is, Pramod alleges. Exactly. Is, is, that, is that very messed up? 
Is that what no, should? No, I don't. No, 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 no. no I mean, no, 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 I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you how it works. I'll tell you. I, no, no, I no, no. One second, before, before you come in, what? No, what? Let me just quantify my argument. What I was saying was that the dehyphenation had taken place. I would say in 2014 or something. This is a phenomenon that happened probably last year. Uh, it probably happened because of you know some other agreement you know on the sidelines where this was pushed that okay you do this. Uh, you know we'll 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 make sure this happens. And that did not that backfired. That did not, at least if not on the ground, it was bad optics. My fault, my philosophy, Sunandaji, and this is what I've been saying as long as you guys have known me, hmm. is India has no friends hmm. outside of the border of India. No True. friends. Hmm. Very few well-wishers. Very few well-wishers. Right. And when the West or Russia or China tells you something, hmm. the stereotypical answer from a Narendra Modi administration is to not say yes, smile, eat pakoda, go back and do whatever you have to do. This is the classic Indira Gandhi policy also. Yeah. Indira Gandhi also never, this is why I feel Indira Gandhi and Narendra Modi are very, very similar, similar in nature. When he goes to the nuclear energy summit, you know the snub he received from uh, Washington DC was basically that you are not buying any nuclear reactors from us. You are, uh, you, you are responsible for half of the world's pollution. And uh, Narendra Modi basically did not go into that argument. He's, he simply said that let's not go into this argument as to who created this mess that the world lives in today in, in terms of climate change. And then on a subtle note, you get a, you get a directive or a, a, a kind of a uh, this thing request from the State Department. Why don't you engage in talks with Pakistan again? See, State Department is the quintessential colonial and uh, pre-Cold War mentality bureaucrats who just want to see somebody get a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, here's my argument. Um, I agree with you on the State uh, Department. I also agree with you on America's thing. They don't get Pakistan. And I have said this neither do numerous they get India. Time. Neither do they get India. They don't get India. They don't get Pakistan. They are just stuck in um, out know, there for some reason. And no one has been able to look beyond this. George Bush, uh, George W. Bush actually did see some merit to it. But then he couldn't continue it because he, has been, he was um, completely involved in Iraq and everything else. He did see some merit to the fact that Pakistan may not be the only strategic um, uh, you know, partner that we have there. The only reason why America deals with or reaches out to Pakistan is because they think that this is our only way, only place where we can meddle and only place where we can interfere in this area. India is not going to let them. Afghanistan, they've already messed up. So that's, that part is clear. I think what happened here was that Narendra Modi, trusted too much uh, thinking that um, uh, Sharif has the mandate. No, no, no. No, so no, no. I don't think. So here is that, that, the other Sharif trying to tell him that, listen, this Sharif does I, not have the mandate that, and we are not going to let this That is an insult. I'll tell you. I, I agree. Before you come in, Pramod. No, I disagree with that because what from what Ajit Doval has been doing and what Narendra Modi is doing, they, that is in sync. And that I, from what I have seen, I see no reason why they believe. Yes, for the public perception, for your, uh, you know, track to diplomacies and stuff. Uh, Sharif Sabse Milke, you know, we did the birthday diplomacy and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't think for a minute they trusted uh, Nawaz Sharif uh, having more control over Rahim. Right Sharif. now, India needs the western support in only one thing which is to get a technological advantage Advanced over China. China forget Pakistan mm -hmm. we have achieved that long ago mm -hmm. for which we need predator drones 
we need uh, aircraft carrier technology. China only fears the United States in terms of technology. Mm. And that is what the Indians are trying to leverage. Mm. And the Americans have this uncanny habit of trying to be expert negotiators, but they will settle for something. Yeah. So for example, Narendra Modi comes to Washington DC. He says, look, I want all of these, uh, you know, this is my laundry list of items that I need. Immediately, the second thing that the Americans will ask is, talk to Pakistan, mm. let the uh, investigation team come. All of this is part of that uh, compulsion that India has in terms of technology. Let, me ask, you something. That, let me ask you something. Did Narendra Modi think that um, Nawaz Sharif has a little more leeway with um, or Nawaz Sharif or uh, and Rahil Sharif on sync? I think he thought that. Mm. No. no. Narendra Modi is just like Indira Gandhi. Mm. She will say that I will be bothered if the USS Enterprise steams into the Bay of Bengal. <laughs> Immediately, she will call Soviet Union and make sure that a, a nuclear attack submarine follows the USS Enterprise that they just uh, steam out of the Bay of Bengal. It, this is what Narendra Modi is. Yeah. If And I have criticized Narendra Modi for his optics on the PAC policy, but one thing I'm relatively sure from what I've seen, what I've heard and what I've read that I don't think for one India is thinking that, you know, engaging with Nawaz Sharif is equal to engaging with yeah, the other who, Sharif who also. Who cares if they call off the peace process? Because in between there was a big development that, you know, we forget Pakistan replaced its NSA. You know, you had a Nawaz Sharif confidant. Uh, then they got the army guy. And they got the army guy, the lieutenant colonel or something. Mm. And he's the one who's engaging with... Because... Uh, Janjua. Because uh, Janjua. And G. Partha famously said that, you know, Sartaj is no... Or I don't know, someone else says Sartaj is, is no match for Ajit Doval when they sit for negotiation. Yeah. So I don't know if it was him or someone else. But anyways, you know, this brings us to the end of this No, part. but I just want to say this thing. There was no peace process to begin with. To, um, kind ah, of end as it I all. said, he no. just called their yeah. bluff. Just, yeah. Calling their bluff is a part of poker game. No, no. Yeah. And Narendra Modi is an expert poker player. You yeah. cannot see. He went um, uh, to Saudi Arabia, got this, uh, civ I guess, civilian award. Then immediately he's dispatching uh, Sushma Swaraj and Dharmendra Pradhan to Iran. Iran, I know. <laughs> Both yes. are fighting tooth and nail in the Middle East, Sunanda. I know. Amazing. So, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. Uh, so, but anyway, this is. I, I do want to say this that this is really not as the entire so called, I like to call them big media, has been saying that this is a slap on Narendra Modi's face or anything. No. I don't think anything is a slap on Narendra Modi's my, face. My, my favorite part is when leftists uh, encourage more, uh, what you say, hawkish diplomacy in Pakistan. <laughs> that is my favorite part you know when they've spent all of upa2 terms engaging in lahore diplomacy i know now they are talking about rawalpindi diplomacy i know they're just a joke peace so, with pakistan has been one of my favorite articles assuming the ghq is still in rawalpindi it's never going to happen unless pakistan also becomes a secular islamic republic not happening not that is an oxymoron that's you an know oxymoron that, right? not happening i'm just saying yeah <laughs> Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So yeah, uh, Pramod was talking about uh, secularism 
in in Pakistan and so forth or secularism and is uh, what did you say in Islamic no secular? no taking root in Pakistan I know no I know I've seen secular no, Islamic so, republics also yeah so I'm no I'm coming to that yeah. because there was a very interesting discussion I saw in Women of the World forum where Barkhadat was moderating oh, that was a fascinating with, discussion uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali and uh, Farah Pandit and I don't remember the two other uh, uh, panelists yeah. but regardless one from Libya and one from I think Somalia uh, Somalia so well and of course Ayan also has her roots in, in Africa. Africa yeah Barkha was uh, Barkha Dutt of India was the moderator from NDTV uh, and they were talking debating misogyny in Islam right mm. uh, the or, or the role of women role. In, no actually not misogyny women in Islam, Islam but there was this point where something Barkha talked about there is misogyny in other religions why not talk about that and Ayan Hirsi Ali shot back at Barkha saying stay, that stay. Uh, stay focused to Islam and Islam don't talk about topic. Ha, and, and is, is, is that uh, is that intrinsic to a lot of our anchors that when the debate is about Islam they indulge in this what about tree and so and I don't mind I know why they do it I, no, I, I don't mind I don't mind them debating misogyny in Hinduism if it exists or misogyny in Christianity if it exists but why this thing when the debate the topic is women in Islam talk about in oh this global I'll tell you why it exists it happens it happens because for some reason and it only happens with Indian liberals for some reason they think that they if they talk about Islam in the way the you know very frank manner or this thing which they're not capable of but if they say anything that cannot be quote-unquote perceived well by the Muslim community to... they immediately try to put Hinduism and say they go we said bad things about Hinduism also so you can't blame us for saying anything about Islam Darpo. this is intellectual dishonesty at its worst so that is called dimitude and when they say that they are liberals you know that's that's rubbish this is not liberalism no. liberalism is when you allow free and you talk about facts as it is and you allow other opinions also and to come to the fact to is there was also it was not just about that she was doing what about tree or anything there was also that there was very silently and very uh, this, this is a um, panel that does not know much about Indian laws or uh, this thing or if they had this was not the panel that necessarily was clued in on Hinduism or uh, this thing because they were not there to talk about Hinduism or India so they were not required to know it so for someone from India to go and say that in a blanket statement that menstruating women are not allowed in temples to me if I have not known been if I have not known India I would think it happens in every temple well there are billion temples in the in India in one temple in Kerala that might happen one temple out of a billion temples that happens can you make a blanket statement about that or another thing uh, Hinduism um, um, child marriage is allowed in Hinduism no Hindus have subjected themselves to the constitution of India Constitu according to the constitution of India child marriage is illegal so if anyone if any Hindu indulges in child marriage he will be put behind bars so but to say that child um, marriage has somehow has child marriage is practiced in Hinduism and it somehow has this um, law it is the law of the land is my god is deviousness I, to I, the extreme I, 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 what what I find it extreme troubling is that every time they there is a debate about this uh, about role of women in female genital mutilation kya ho hai, you know yeah. women in Islam they try to find a moral equivalence with some religion somewhere I, 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 she also made this statement about Donald Trump and Islamic fundamentalists right now I am no fan of Donald Trump as I've said and some of his statements have been misogynistic sexist so, so forth I, I feel 
but you know what is the equivalence? What, yeah, what is the equivalence? And why should there be an equivalence? If Donald Trump has made a misogynist statement, condemn him. But no, this no. forum was you. talking. You were talking about uh, women in Islam, and that is what she should have that focused on. That is why on. Islamic fundamentalism has gone to this point. Not only because of uh, gun wielding ISIS guys, also because of their intellectual support they get from these so-called intellectuals. This is classic pseudo-liberal, pseudo-secular slash. A darpok journalism from any Indian. Yeah. You can expect this from any Indian journalist that they don't know what to talk in terms of Donald Trump. They would have seen one headline. They would have seen a couple of TV shows and all that. Then they immediately try to divert attention to the only uh, big punching bag that is out there. Yeah. RSS, BJP, Hindutva, Hinduism. That is all they try to divert attention to because in case 75% of the content they can churn out, the venom they can spew is only in that area. Yeah. So no. somehow that attempt failed. Yeah. But anyway, let's But Ayan Atli Ali was phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah. She said, we have only 30 minutes. So in 30 minutes, let's talk about Somebody women. Somebody must have topic. warned her about Barkada. No, she, is, she no. has known this. No, no. no. And, and, and let's put it this way. You, if if I, I quote, especially in terms of this role of women in Islam, Bill Maher has had some, you know, and phenomenal as thing. Liberal, as, liberal, liberal, as, as, as that's what I'm saying. This is what, I mean, I, I think Barkada should go on Bill Maher's show. Uh, and Bill Maher will take her to the her. cleaners just yeah. on this. Because, you know, there's not just Ayan Hirsi there's Asra Nomani, who's, who came on uh, his show. But, you know, there are many. So... To even say that in Islam in Islamic world there are no liberal voices is false. There are many liberal Muslim voices who will probably disagree with Barkhadat's statements. There was this so, nice thing that I would like to take this uh, to Tarek Fatah. Uh, there was this show in um, one of the TV channels uh, where Tarek Fatah is actually uh, cross-examined by a spectrum. Uh, ABP News. Uh, ABP. Uh, press, uh, press, uh, press, conference. press conference. Press conference. Yes. And uh, in which he t he took lot of these uh, Barkada type uh, journalists to tasks. Task because they a don't don't study Islam. They have no uh, idea of what the doctrinal uh, principles that dictate mm. Islam are. Even if they know it, they are just uh, selectively talking about it. So this, these people basically, that, that is what needs to be done. Ayan Hirsi, Tarek Fatah, all of these very enlightened Muslims uh, or whatever they call themselves. Tufail Ahmed. Uh, Tufail Ahmed. I, mean, yeah. I mean, there are many people like that and you have to give them credit. They are uh, taking up the challenge head on. They are trying and, to reform. Much, you know, they, no, they are no. not saying and, and, and that. That's, brought, saying. that's why I brought up the name of Asra Nomani also, yeah. because she brings up statistics. You know, th th that's what you base it off. I mean, facts, right? Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even see much talk about the ridiculous concept of uh, female genital mutilation in that discussion, yeah. because I think that is very uh, central to this debate when they talk about women in Islam. Because I, Ayan I, has talked about, about absolutely. It I mean, no, Ayan has, and, and when Ayan you've never is, got asked yeah, about when it. Ayan is in the panel, that is one question I would expect you know about the they were talking about Ariane was talking about the Sharia law and how you know there is a problem with that I mean there are many issues I had with this why does she get invited to these things yeah ladki kahan se ye well, that's not for us to that's determine, us to but... Uh, what is her qualification? Except a journalist degree from I, Columbia. We don't... That's not for us to yeah. decide. That's I, for the, um, that's uh, for the organizers. But, but what I really do think is that a lot of these Indian journalists, they really need to not get into this whataboutry uh, what and they also need to be very focused on what they are talking about. No, and no, they also and need to be journalists and not... 
no, and they know, have to they have to put on a global lens. See, you are not talking about uh, Islamic the state of Islamic women in South Delhi, South Mumbai. Uh, you know, women in Islam in that. You know, you are talking about uh, Saudi Arabia, Somalia. You are also talking about Maharashtra. I mean, there are many many yeah, things. Faces. I mean, and, and they in the panel were saying that it, it's not a monolith. Uh, the Muslims, the, uh, the Islamic religion in the world, uh, Muslims in India may not think the same way as Muslims in Saudi Arabia or Muslims in America and that has to be addressed. So when you address the role of, uh, you know, or the condition of women and stuff, you have to make that qualifications that, okay, in India this may happen, in the Arabic countries this may happen, in America this may happen and what is right, what is wrong, rather than approaching it with, you know, one. Yeah. The problem is in, Ara uh, in the Arabic world, the problem is in South Asia. Yeah. If you look at Central Asian Muslims, uh, minus a few uh, ex you know exceptions, the Islam in let's say Kyrgyzstan, the Islam in Azerbaijan, these these uh, these are places where you can see syncretic uh, thought that has seeped in because of various different factors. Mm -hmm. So there are good templates for Islam also to follow. It's unfortunate if that they, it w they 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 cannot come out of it because the hub itself is, is cancerous. This right is yeah. the, the the main. And this is uh, Hussain Haqqani has said this many times. He's talked about Pakistan, not Islam in general. That the main problem with Pakistan is denial. And I called and and I saw the same thing on that panel. Mm. You know, a couple of panelists were in just denial of what is it the has reality. become. It has come to the point, Adil, that whenever there is a jihadi attack, instead of worrying about the victims, people who have died in the attack. People actually, these so-called faux liberals, actually go around saying, oh, this will increase uh, Islamophobia. My God, there are people who are dead because of this jihadi attack. And instead of attacking jihadism, you are saying that this will increase Islamophobia. Well, yeah, it will increase. Then go. Let's. That's the, the way to fight that is to get rid of um, jihadism, that, that whole ideology that believes does not believe in coexistence and that believes in killing of um, and they're so far uh, left behind so yeah. let's just take the example of the modernism that has seeped in into christianity into uh, even china into <laughs> india you are sending rockets right now and space uh, you know exploration into the moons of jupiter uh, and Islam one of the rockets is, from uh, Islam has to travel about 600 years. And can it is and can really women in Saudi Arabia drive? Years. Can women in Saudi Arabia drive? No. no. And we are sending rockets elsewhere in the world. So what I'm saying is Islam is 600 years behind. Mm -hmm. They really need to you know work on themselves and you cannot do it i cannot do it but cannot do it none of the liberals can do no, it. No, it is, I, I don't mind about people. that. Okay, you can disagree with that but say it how it is. Don't exactly. don't 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 juxtapose the wrong facts or facts to completely different facts just to prove a point. Prove a point. And you know you're juxtaposing. Achha, isme ye hota hai, yahan pe ye hota hai. Yeah, so equal equal. Hai. I mean, yeah, that's not right. That's, as I said, it's intellectual dishonesty at its worst. Your support helps us bring new voices, fresh voices, credible voices. If you like what we are doing, if you like what you are hearing, do support us because we really do need your help. Um, if you want to support Mind Podcast, click on the link given in the description below. Thank you. 
So the last part about this in this podcast discussion is about NIT Srinagar. We also decided that uh, we're going to try and uh, end every podcast with a recommend uh, a light recommendation of a movie that you think you should, we should watch. You know, we think you may want to watch or a song or a book or something like that. You know, anything for the weekend since the podcast is done over the weekend. Yeah, so, that's a great idea. Uh, so we'll we'll come, we'll come to that. Mm. But uh, coming to NIT Srinagar and I, for the. for the events or the timeline of events i would refer you all to go to the mind quick bite by sunanda i'm not going to repeat the exact thing because she has given a detailed overview and it's been received very well about yeah. how you know what happened what went wrong i was able to talk to uh, right. students in nit srinagar and i have uh, sort of understood from them what really happened and i have said that in mind quick bite so i would recommend people to uh, listen to that for the timeline and sunanda has written an excellent piece on that as well so so we did we did a lot of coverage coverage on, on it uh, or we put our best of kashmir voice on it <laughs> so, or the best kashmir voice on it as i would like to put it so um, i mean ndtv only has anuradha basin sadly on their panels right sunanda you should go head to head with her but then she's not kashmir voice Ha huh, I well she claims herself to be yeah, a lot of people claim a lot of Kashmir times no Kashmir times, times voice. voice how about that yeah that's a better way to put it that's yeah. a better way so <coughs> i i i have seen ji partha and ved basin go head to head on yeah, arnab show many times yeah. so <laughs> those were the days those were the days back in the day anyways coming uh, i got uh, carried away <laughs> uh, coming coming back to the present reality uh, and i would like to take things off from what you've chronicled in the piece to present because mm-hmm. what has said is already been documented and so forth so uh, pramod and what do you think uh, this nit srinagar i mean first of all before you start i have to say one thing that picture of the students holding the paper tiranga was one of the most powerful images i've seen in a long Very long iconic time picture. a testament to indian nationalism and what it stands for and the for. fact that it stood in um, kashmir. kashmir is even more that iconic you you take away the tiranga they will find a piece of paper create a tiranga and you know Uh, Before I say something, um, a very interesting uh, uh, tweet was said by um, a Kashmiri journalist, and uh, he, he's a pretty, um, uh, as they say, liberal guy. So this is what a liberal Kashmiri journalist. I want names. Um, a liberal Kashmiri journalist says about this thing. He says, you know, uh, I just want to tell these Indian students, you come study here, and um, that is fine. We let you come and study here, but don't insult. our martyrs by hoisting unfurling the tricolor this is what the journalist in um, kashmir said this is what we are dealing with kashmir issue is not for weak hearted people it is not for somebody not for nothing did uh, bill clinton say that it is the most most difficult problem in the world even more difficult than palestine and israel the, so the journalist probably should be shown a map of india <laughs> and how kashmir is still a part of india <laughs> if he carries a passport then it is still an indian passport so and and last i checked uh, unfurling an indian flag in india is not insulting the martyrs of anything yeah. and i don't even know who he calls the martyrs of kashmir <laughs> if he really who? feels if he really feels that it is uh, um very uncomfortable then he should immigrate to syria none of them do that that's the problem and that was a that's a pretty easy solution that when other muslim muslims are getting butchered he doesn't have the uh, guts no. to say anything it's it's a 
it's a tough uh, this thing my i you know and indian leadership achha, so, gets so, my sympathy uh, only let, when let's, dealing let's with settle this one and once and for all <laughs> what is this rubbish kashmiriyat that न्यूज चैनल वाला इज कम्प्लीटली टॉक अबाउट मे बी इट्स नॉट रबिश मे बी एम जम्पिंग टू कंक्लूजन ओके देर वी गो देन आई आई कॉल इट करेक्टली वॉट इज दिस टेल इन टेन सेकेंड वॉट इज कश्मीरियत what is kashmiriyat kashmiriyat according to them is that hindus and muslims living together in uh, after harmony. hindus were kicked out uh, no even before that you know in a very sufi kind of a sufiana um, this thing but all that is rubbish the um, amount of persecution and this is not uh, persecution of kashmiri pandits did not start in 1990 this is the seventh exodus they have been um, persecuted the, as i keep saying the history of persecution of kashmiri pandits is as old as the history of islam in kashmir so this kashmiri rubbish is uh, garbage and it is just a put a <laughs> lipstick on a pig to say that all is good between muslims and uh, hindus in kashmir it is not that's let not me true. ask you this and this persecution started in the 14th century right it's as when that is when islam, islam was went, invaded uh, invaded that's, kashmir yeah that that's what that that's when it invaded kashmir so, so that's It's very, not um, uh, this thing. When um, forefathers of uh, or ancestors of uh, Pandit Nehru left from Kashmir, they did not leave to find some greener pastures. They were thrown out. So this has been continued um, for some. And then they went to Allahabad. A lot of these Kashmiris went to Allahabad at that time. Then there was a period of lull. And then again the persecution started. I have always said peace in Kashmir since 14th century has been uh, a small period between two very violent periods a small period of lull between two very violent periods is peace in kashmir Absolutely. it has been for so let's talk century. about this quickly pramod over uh, nid srinagar what is your take on that i think it's incredibly brave on part of the students who are studying in kashmir and against all adversity uh, uh, you know kind of imposed by the student by the teachers by the jammu kashmir uh, state police all these difficulties that they face um and the assurances that the central government is giving to them it just shows incredibly how uh, you know strong the nationalistic forces are become, becoming uh, and it is high time that india takes uh, cognizance of this uh, uh, you know subtle separatism that has always existed separatists or not it doesn't yeah. matter and uh, deal with it firmly you know you can't really let uh, uh, indian state be challenged uh, every no. now and then Uh, sovereignty of indian state cannot be challenged in india that is not by um, students not by anybody it cannot be challenged and these students did the students did a good thing and um, uh, you know they just need to be um, careful for life and that's what i told them when i spoke to them i mm-hmm. said you all need to be careful for your life don't do anything silly but um, It's, it's 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 incredibly brave for them to do wait for the predator drones to come please <laughs> we we know how to track these people so they're they're uh, they're they're very primitive you know uh, ways of looking at uh, civilization so you'll have to be very cautious uh, you know concentrate on your careers concentrate on your studies but at the same yeah. time the 
absolute incredible bravery that you have yeah. uh, and they are not by the way jnu freeloaders right. each one of them told me that we really want to graduate quickly and we want to get back to the workforce yeah. we are worried about our grades we are worried about our marks we are worried about things they are not freeloaders they are not there to stay there forever and um, enjoy the government largesse or anything these are incredibly focused kids yeah. i was very proud of them actually when i spoke to each one of them um so i um, i don't know there's a march that is going from uh, delhi to um kashmir now yeah. in their uh, i think we will see how that unfolds and and we will bring um, as and when what, whatever happens we will bring the reports to you what stood out was that a stark difference between how the media covered two university protests right yeah. uh, one in jnu and i wouldn't that is the only so, story in yeah, this entire thing that's the only story no yeah. and how kanhaiya kumar today he said something about renaming bharat I no no he made some he would give the his wife he is not married okay. apparently he is going to rename uh, rename his wife, to be wife's name as bharat mata ki jai why how would he call her i mean i don't understand so what's the point it's just silly i mean silly. The, my point is his whatever utterances they may be and the, he is demolishing himself with his yeah, every utterance what the heck are they talking about? and my point is that you made him into this thing and made this about freedom of expression isn't what uh, uh, nit in happened in nit srinagar a freedom of expression issue more so than what happened in jnu of course if, when we expose the hypocrisy of what they in, were doing in if, if in heart of delhi our <laughs> liberals told us that it's okay let them shout slogans what is the big deal about bharat ke tukde tukde uh, then these students should also have the and, and, the, and, 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 and i just find it incredible that people were fighting to for people to, to say some slogans here and and uh, to, uh, people are not fighting for them to raise the indian flag in india i mean it the irony happens. of that situation and there are journalists who go to kashmir at the drop of a hat you know kuch bhi ho jaye bhagte shrinagar par isme nahi bhagenge when there is a real story out yeah. there when when there is uh, allegate you know the students have been beaten brutally you know i mean it's just uh, sad to watch but anyways you know as pramod said our heart goes out to the students and you know more i hope they stay safe hope they stay safe but anyways coming to the end of the podcast pramod any weekend recommendations for you i would recommend lukka chuppi that song is <laughs> <laughs> is been nostalgic about for the past one week basanti. in my car i am from rangde basanti yeah. that emotion that's a, that's a good it's song it's a very good song between mother and uh, the deceased son Sorry. who is singing out to her from heavens and saying that i miss you but you don't know what i am seeing which is a very yeah. lata ji lata ji and yarman jugalbandi itself amazing yeah. lata ji at her best she came back i mean she delivered her best for um, the last the last one of the last one of the last best song last movie hits one yeah last movie, last movie hits. hits and there are there i'm hoping there are more to come there but I, uh, we hope one can so only far, hope so far yeah. but but she's she's very she's reclusive now she doesn't mm-hmm. sing that often so yeah. what about you sunanda for me uh, i have been listening to pandit vishwamohan but i just saw his concerts and i have to say now that is going to be like completely the thing are you starting again hmm. but i have listened i've been listening to him i would recommend everyone to hear his grammy uh, the, um, album that he got a grammy for desert slide and it's called um uh, meeting by the river i would recommend everyone to listen and, to it it's a beautiful instrumental piece i'm i'm going a little uh, little north and talk about his guruji pandit ravi shankar yeah. whom i have the fortune of sharing my birthday with yeah. so i'm very happy about that uh, Um, yeah, Google celebrates our birthdays too. But on a lighter note, I would like uh, recommend everyone to listen to his duets with or not duets, his compositions with Yehudi Menuhin and how fantastic they were. 
So yes, uh, Ravi Shankar's, uh, Pandit Ravi Shankar's uh, sessions with Yehudi Menuhin were just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it's fusion music at its absolute best. So it's funny, we all ended with recommendations of music. No books or uh, Next movies time. that I've watched. Yeah, yeah, that we've watched this um, this this um, week, yeah. to, so to say. By the way, uh, uh, anyways, uh, do like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, um, write to us at info at mind.net. If you have any questions, we'll be back next week. Uh, well, we'll be back tomorrow with more articles, but we'll be next week with new podcast. So thank you so much for joining in. We will uh, we'll be back next um, next weekend.